You are listening to the Cassette Works Podcast Network. Stay up to date and enjoy additional content by visiting our blog at cassetteworks.to. You can find us at CassetteWorks.to on Twitter and Instagram. All right, Sean, I thought it's been a while since we've done this podcast. It's been a while. So I just wanted to get you in the mood a little. You ready? Uh, maybe. This is uh, dialogue doubles and coffee episode. Who goddamn knows? How many? How many are we actually at now? Um, I can take a quick check here. I website. think we've done like over twenty episodes of shows total. Yeah, between the two podcasts for sure. Yeah, plus the stuff with O'Shea. So at cassetteworks.to, that's our website. I don't think you've ever said that on this show before. No, never. Uh, I keep on trying to go to the wrong one. Oh, it's so conveniently organized on there. Yeah, I know. Did you look at that? Yeah, you can just select all the shows. There's Dialogue, Doubles, and Coffee, Making Stuff, Mondays. Who cares? Who cares? And one we haven't done enough with, Toronto the Great. Uh, this is Dialogue, Doubles, and Coffee number nine. Oh, number nine. We haven't done one since the 27th of April. So almost four and months. it's August 24th? Almost, it's like August 20, 24th. Yeah, yeah 24th. So 24th. Man, boy. Well, I'm drinking coffee. We didn't get any uh, doubles today, but we did. Uh, we chowed down on some California sandwiches and some Buddhist vegetarian. That, oh, that sandwich was so good. It was so big. I took a picture of my sandwich. I'll send it to you. You can put cool. it up here. It'll go up on the blog. Cassetteworks.to. Um, if any of you have a hard time dealing with veal, uh, suck it. I mean, I I understand. It's kind of gross. I, I don't agree with the process, but I love the taste. They have eggplant. Yeah, but I mean, they didn't keep the eggplant still in a cage. In a cage while it was young. Deprive it of sunlight. Yeah. yeah it's kind of disgusting. I mean, if you had mushrooms on your sandwich, then it would have been deprived of sunlight at some point. Yeah, but mushrooms thrive in the dirt. How do we know baby cows don't? Because we do know. No, we don't. You haven't don't. talked to them. I'm pretty certain baby cows don't thrive in the dirt. No, but their muscles locked do. up. They have no muscles when they're veal. That's how it stays so tender. I know. It thrives. No, it doesn't. <laughs> oh. <sighs> so. Okay, so Dialogue Doubles and Coffee, episode nine. It's been a while, um, four months now. Um, one of the big reasons we haven't done these shows uh, is because I was really busy. And I've been really lazy. Yeah. Actually, I've been busy too. We've both been pretty busy. Yeah, I'd say so. I, uh, I helped open up a new store in Kensington Market. You, you held up a new store in Kensington? No, I helped open up uh, a new store in Kensington Market. Uh, that's less interesting. It's called Four Life Natural Foods at 210 Augusta. You guys should all go by and eat. There's some amazing bread uh, baked by Jeff. Uh, he's a baker. From, they bake it in-house? Yeah, they bake it in-house. Anything All with organic uh, from Prince Edward County. I'm not sure if he does anything with cheese, but he does He does uh, some 
um, sourdough croissants. Oh, really? Yeah, he does an amazing oh. rye bread. Um, all sorts of it's all sourdough. Oh, I did. I, I discovered a new thing that's amazing. Um, you do you eat croissants? Are they vegan? Uh, I I eat croissants from TCB. Okay. Um, and this is where I will confess I went vegetarian for a couple months okay. while I was opening the store because I was so busy. I just didn't have time to even get a meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From anywhere, so I just kind of ate whatever people were making in the store and offered to me. I uh. But I'm back on the vegan wagon. Okay, here, I do, couldn't stay off it for too easy, long. Easy recipe for you. you. It doesn't even have to be croissants. Um, I take a croissant, put some butter on it. You can okay. use Earth Balance if you'd like. And sriracha. The end. All right, it sounds interesting. Next time I, I go by TCB and get some other vegan croissants, yeah. I'll try it. Try it with any bread. Yeah. It's fantastic. Okay. There's Jeff the Baker and then uh, this wonderful chef um, who moved back here from France. He was originally from Toronto, but then he lived in the south of France. Who's his, his name? name is Francois. Xavier. Oh. Yeah. Charles? No, not Charles Xavier. But uh, he's got some amazing cooking. And he does uh, a vegan gluten-free meal every Tuesdays, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. I'm not presently working there at the moment anymore. Decided to kind of stick with my other full-time job. But it is a great little store and everybody should go by. So that's 210 Augusta. In Canada Market for Life Natural Foods, um, and it's a wonderful little experience. Speaking of Charles Xavier, I uh, I acquired the Uncanny X Men uh, volumes one, two, and three. You're reading comics now. I'm reading comics now. Finally, if anyone's been what following, makes... if anyone's been following, they'll know I don't read comics, but wanted to make a comic. I picked up a tablet recently, and it. Uh, it is a very nice piece of equipment to read comic books on. What makes um, what makes the X Men not a superhero comic? No, it is a superhero con- comic. I didn't finish talking about it though. Okay, then why do you like it? Because usually you hate superhero comics. Okay, so I I started off with a whole bunch of comics that weren't superhero comics. They were yeah. fantastic. Um, I urge everyone to check out the Sixth Gun. It's a uh, horror western mixed with a monster flick and a grindhouse flick all right it's 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 fantastic um another one kind of like i guess i'd say almost like stephen kingish meets fantasy not even fantasy that's a bad description um but it's called lock and key takes place in maine in lovecraft maine it's pretty cool um that sounds pretty stephen king to me yeah yeah another uh another one called fell that was pretty cool detective novel um, or comic. And what else did I read? The Remains was the most depressing thing I've ever read in my life. I'm currently working on uh, Wasteland, post-apocalyptic comic described as Walking Dead meets 30 Days of Night meets Mad Max. Okay, I got to pick up some of these comics too. Yeah, I can. And read them. I'll give them to you. Yeah, um, speaking of Mad, like I went to see Mad Max, and then ever since I started buying the Mad Max comics. Oh no, I should check those out. They're yeah. good. Yeah, uh, they're too short. Oh really? I, but I'm finding anything from like the current Mad Max uniform is is amazing, but it's too short. Oh. Uh, like, I start reading it, and then the comics done. But there's like a series of five. I've only so, gotten through the first two. So I was reading. I was reading these comics, thoroughly enjoying them. Like I've, four, I'm, a series of four. I'm I, not sure. I must have read. 100 comics in the course of like four days but it goes by quick, I, right? I finished four four series up to date um and i was like okay maybe i'll try superhero something 
So I'm like, oh, Uncanny X Men. X Men's a good start. It, if you're well, looking the, for the, a more complicated the reason plot. I chose Uncanny X Men is it starts in the '60s and works its way up to current day. Did you see the uh, last movie? No, like the last couple of movies, the ones that start in the. But 60s? it it has like it, it's basically like it spans like the start to now of the X Men universe, and it is, man, comics from the '60s are ridiculous. Everyone self narrates everything. <laughs> There, have you ever read any like a comic book from the '60s? No. Oh my God! It's like, not that I'm aware of. I'm sure they, I read some of Every kid. everybody does this. Like, I see the bad guy has walked in, but they, they're speaking this. They're like, but I will move to your left to avoid your punch to the right, and then then the bad guy will be like. So they're spelling it out for everybody. Yeah, they're they're just they're self narrating everything they do, every little thing they do. They self-narrate, and it's hilarious. So I read a couple of those, and then I was like, I can't do this anymore. Skipped ahead to the 70s, where it becomes more, I would say, is the footing for modern comics. Okay. In that, like, they actually talk to each other, have real conversations. And it was pretty good, but kind of boring. So I skipped ahead again to, like, modern day um, New X-Men, and I'm like... I I was enjoying that, and then it just I don't know I I I stopped. Now I'm reading Wasteland, but I tried. So you didn't like the X Men? Yeah, it was okay. I could see myself like periodically flipping through them, but it didn't grab me like these other comics. All right, well, at least you tried. I tried. Yeah, that's good. Yep, that's really good. Yeah, movies. Yes. I like those. But we haven't <laughs> uh, been here for about four months. There's about four months of movies that have gone by, and usually we talk about one or two an episode. I sold my TV. Did you? No. Okay. Jesus, now I've been watching lots of movies. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to be like, why didn't you offer it to me? Because you oh. have a nice 1080p, and I'm still, I still have an old 720p television. Yeah, what size is yours? It's like 32-inch 720p. Okay, yeah, ours is 50. Yeah, I'm going to expand it one day, but I just don't feel like spending the money. I don't watch it enough to warrant. You can you can pick up te- like a 1080p, one. like 50 inch for like I know. 500 bucks now. I know, but it's still 500 bucks. Yeah. It's 500 bucks. Like, Well, I mean, like I spend 500 bucks upgrading the computer that we record our podcast on. This is true. Right? I, I would like to spend, actually, I need 500 bucks for a uh, a new camera body. Yeah. So there's other things you can spend 500 bucks on. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go right out and say it. Uh, Mad Max is the best film of the summer. Did you finally go out and see it with Steph? Yeah, we saw it. Yeah, what'd you think? Oh, it was great. Yeah, um, it was very good. I don't think really need to say much else about it. Really, I mean, like everybody's already talked about how great it is visually. Yeah. How uh, interesting the storyline is, all the uh, the metaphors. Um, there's all the douchebags that complain that it was like co-opted by feminists. And if somebody says that, I don't think they've ever seen a Mad Max movie previous to this. Who the fuck said that? Uh, like a bunch of people on the internet. Was it on Tumblr? Uh, probably. It was probably, probably on Tumblr. But it was like, uh, like probably on one of those like douchebag, like blogs. Yeah. Tumblr. Like, like that douchebag that just came to Toronto. What, which like, one? We don't want to get into it because the guy's not even worth talking about. That's what made me more angry is that people spent time actually talking about the guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, Let's not talk like, about it. Just skip past it. I don't so, care. Because the guy's fucking human scum and not worth a fucking single vocal. Stop talking about him. Done. As far as the film series goes, Mad Max has always had like a feminist leaning. Like There's always been tough, strong women like in Road Warrior. And then you have uh, Thunderdome. Yeah. Tina Turner. Right? And Tina Turner like runs Barter Town. 
I mean, you can't get much more than that. What did love have to do with that? I don't know. But all I know is, we don't need another hero. We don't need another way. Is it Way Home? I don't, I don't, I don't know. That song was playing at work today, actually. After that, I, f- I find most movies this summer have been pretty disappointing. Really? Uh, I, m- movies that I wanted to be good. Uh, ones that were really good that I didn't really have too much expectation for were Ant-Man. Oh, yeah. I saw Ant-Man recently. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it because it was like that. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids mixed up a superhero film. Yeah, I love Paul Rudd. He's great. I think I have a man crush on Paul Rudd. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> and he's great in the uh, the new Wet Hot American Summer. That sh- uh, oh my god that show is so good. Yeah. What I love what I love is that they went, went they went balls out and they did a prequel. Even yeah, though everybody's so, 15 years older. Yeah. Well the funny thing is my favorite my favorite part is that when they made Wet Hot American Summer they were playing teenagers but they were all in their 30s. Yeah. And now they're playing a younger version of those teenagers and they're all in their 40s. 40s. <laughs> yeah. It's genius. It was good. And, and the, I love when, uh, what's her name? The the black-haired chick. They're like... Gina uh, Garofalo? No, no, no. Um, the one, the oh, one really that was... really pretty one. I don't know her name. Yeah, the, they're like, she got so hot over the summer. And it like it pans over to her, and she's just got like this mom body. <laughs> 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 she's clearly aged. <laughs> it's good. Though. I actually, by the time I finished watching the television show, forgot that they were older. Oh, really? Like, it just... You eventually just did you watch? It did you watch the movie after the series? I watched the movie before the series. Oh, okay. Like I watched it before would. and then after. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll watch it again after. Yeah, it, it's worth And there's a, a Netflix, the making of the movie. Yeah, I didn't get through the whole making of... I, I'm kind of... I'm getting a little stagnant on documentaries. I still have to finish. They have a documentary on a K2 climb on Netflix. You should watch that. Okay. It's really beautiful. And they kind of detail an expedition to K2... Like sometime I think in the in the 1930s, yeah, and then they detail the, an expedition that happened in 2009. You you have to watch Tim's Vermeer. It's a documentary. What's it about? It's about. It's made by Penn and Teller. Okay. And it's it's Penn's friend Tim. All right. Who is uh he's like a like a computer graphics guy for movies. Yeah. But he's also like an inventor. He's not an artist, though, he, but he's obsessed with Vermeer's paintings, which look like they were, um, he thinks the way they look looks like they came out of like a movie, like out of uh, like a movie scene. Just the way the light works in them, it's too so it's real. So it's like a still frame of a film. Yeah, but it was, they, they were painted long, long, long before that. And he discovers what he thinks is the method that Vermeer used to paint these i I don't want to give it away just because it's really cool is he the like i saw some links on the internet recently to like these beautiful photos of like ships in the ocean that's not that's not those that's not those okay i'll uh sorry paintings of ships in the ocean um so i'll just show you this trailer i'll I'll show you because this is what made me really want to see uh this movie um and steph steph was like oh hey that's on netflix and so we we immediately watched it on the tablet in bed and it was fantastic so here we go sometimes when i'm trying to get to sleep all i can think about is trying to paint a vermeer who some consider the greatest painter of all time at the face of it that seems almost impossible because i'm not a painter 
I'm a computer graphics guy, and we use technology to make a realistic, beautiful image. Tim and I have been friends for a really long time. I didn't know he had this whole little sub-obsession with Vermeer. I'm looking at this image, and I see something that looks like it came out of a video camera. This fall-off of light is something that an artist really cannot see. There must be a way to actually get the colors accurate with mechanical means. I propped up a small mirror at a 45-degree angle right on the forehead. You can see that they match. Holy cow. It took me about half an hour to learn how to operate a paintbrush. Good for you. It took me 40 years. <laughs> it's possible that he was more of a tinkerer, more of a geek. And in that way, I feel a kinship with him. So you're going to construct a replica of the exact room where Vermeer painted? That's right. The harpsichord, the Spanish chair, the viola da gamba, the rug. The wind's trying to blow my shape. Well, this certainly is not easy. This is very ingenious. That's where the painting is, Buckingham Palace. Using Tim's device, you become a machine. I'm proposing an alternate history of Vermeer. Was Vermeer a machine? Oh, my God. I think it might disturb <laughs> quite a lot of people. If we weren't making a film, would I quit? Yeah, I definitely would. Uh, yeah, I would find something else to do right now. That's really interesting. One of the things I think when I see that, and I was reading a bit up on lately, is you know how like now we're a stickler for authenticity or we're a stickler for that person using their talent, and it was their talent that did that. Yeah. And there's a lot of speculation that like some of the greatest sculptors. Yeah. Um, and maybe possibly uh, like paintings like well, the Vermeer that they used other forms of technology well, or they, like they, ca they, casting and stuff like that. They to say they, get the sculpture that perfect. a lot of these people used a camera obscura. Yeah, that makes sense. Which where they would project the image onto their canvas and why not and paint over it. But in this movie, the reason so what he does is something similar, but instead he projects it into a mirror. Um, that he holds over his canvas and just matches the colors over top of the canvas yeah, until it's perfect. And it, it looks photorealistic when he's yeah. done and he's never painted before. Yeah. He does. Um, it, it's, it's crazy. You have but to watch it. Probably something similar that Vermeer did. Like, and yeah. I don't think it takes away from the beauty of the painting. I no, think. but it's, it's not just the thing. I, know, I liked I know was some that it was cat art student. We'll probably disagree. With I, I like that. It, 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 it it very convincingly um there there are multiple points in the movie where he he shows you the way like a lens would act and how like the only way he would have actually painted that way is was if he was using a lens of some sort yeah um because some things aren't straight on the painting he thought he fucked up at one point and he goes and looks at the original and sees that Vermeer fucked up the exact same way because of the curvature, the distortion in the lens. And that basically just proves that he used a lens. Yeah, it like w watch the movie; it's incredible. I will. Yeah. So that's uh, Tim's Vermeer on Netflix. Yeah, Canadian Netflix. Might be on the American. You never know. Back down the film list, though. Terminator Genesis, major disappointment. Yeah. Did you go see it? No. Okay. Don't I, bother. I I have I've seen. Two Terminator movies. <laughs> Which ones? Terminator One, Terminator Two. Yeah, right? the only ones you have I didn't, to see. I, I didn't 
Like, I, I, I didn't. God, I didn't need to see so, one after that. They could make it so Terminator Three doesn't exist, Terminator Salvation doesn't exist, and they mm. get so Terminator Genesis doesn't exist. <laughs> that would make the world a better place. Yeah, they've never been able to pull off what James Cameron has been able to pull off. It's just not possible. Yeah. yeah. What made me angry watching it though is that I could have done a better Terminator film. Really? Was it that bad? How could it be that bad? It was that bad. Mostly. Was it the acting, or was it just an awful script? It was some awful, unnecessary lines. Ar- Arnold made the film bearable. Like, he was the best part of the like, movie. Were they like, you'll be back? No, he was just, he, he just, I mean, it was nice to see Arnold as the Terminator again. Yeah. It worked really well. But it was just like, it was, it was, it was some, it was Wait, was he in, not the Terminator at some point? Were well, there... he wasn't in Terminator 4. Oh, really? No, like, was he was in Terminator 4 briefly. Sam Worthington was in Terminator 4. He played the Terminator. Oh. And uh, Christian Bale played John Connor. Huh. Yeah, and the and the and then the twist in it was Sam Worthington was actually a machine or oh. something, and he was like trying to find John Connor to save his life or something like that. I can't remember. I why would really... you even try to be in? If someone was like, "You want to be in Terminator Three or Four? Why wouldn't you just be like, "Well, no, the first two were fine." <laughs> <laughs> I agree, though. It it had some writing akin to um, Star Wars: The The Clone Wars. Oh yeah, yeah, or whatever. I never finished that movie. Not the clone. Is that what was that? That was the called? second Star Wars episode two, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, yeah. It had some writing akin to Star Wars episode two, Attack of the Clones. There were midi like the same kind of like lovey dovey stuff. Oh, like like literally at one point, like Sarah Connor leans over Kyle Reese and goes, "So you're the one I've been waiting for all my life," and you're just like. What fucking douchebag put that in the script? <laughs> You're like, why? Like, it's like, what if you she just don't need to put what, that in there? What if it wasn't in there and they just let them improvise? <laughs> then that actress actress sucks, but she's on everybody's favorite show, so and that's she a can't bad. Be that bad. She's on Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, it's one of the girls from Game of Thrones. I've never watched Game of Thrones, so I couldn't tell you which one it was. Oh, it's pretty. good. And then like the poor kid that um, actor Jai Courtney is in it. He plays Kyle Reese. Who's Jai? He's in. Um, oh, that sounds. Fun. He's in Die Hard. Uh, Good day to Die Hard. I never and saw he's, that. He's like shooting a Suicide Squad in Toronto right now. Okay. So I've seen him around Toronto, and I just want to be like, dude, like, like they're putting, they're making you ruin every good franchise from my childhood. He was in the worst Die Hard film. He's now in what I've considerly almost consider the worst Terminator film. And it's like, uh-huh. so I hope, I hope he's maybe just, oh, Suicide Squad is that, is that guy in um, Fantastic Four? No. No? No. Because apparently that's awful. Yeah, I'm not going to go see that. That's not even on my list. Because I wrote a list of movies this summer, and I didn't even write Fantastic Four. Terminator Genesis jumps the shark this, when they all get arrested. This girl's in Game of Thrones. That's not the one. Oh. But that's a very beautiful woman. Um, <laughs> they jump the shark because when they all get arrested, they start playing the theme song to cops. Wait, in what? In Terminator Genesis. They all get arrested in the film by the police. And they... And then they and then they play the theme song to the television show Cops while they show us their mugshots. What? You know why? Bad boys. Bad yeah. No. Boys. No. 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 I know. I, what you gonna do? And when I saw that, I was like, Did a four, who wrote? Like, who approved this? A, did a fourteen-year-old? Like, that's what I literally felt who, like when I watched why, the film. Why is why would that be a thing that happens in a, in a movie? movie? Exactly. Now it's not that it wasn't even funny. It was like it was like you just took this movie and turned it into a that's, giant. That's not even. Turd. There is no. I can't think of a single situation 
or like need to put that in why would that be in a terminator movie exactly. what the fuck <laughs> exactly that's the way i felt when i saw it what uh, that's the way i felt when i saw that when i, I saw that i was like uh, what it's like it's bad enough that they spoiled the plot twist in the preview to the film oh really yeah because oh, there's no. a huge plot twist in the movie and then the second preview does it turn out right someone's the, the terminator what well, spoilers Yes, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Turns out John Connor's a Terminator. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, because all of a sudden John Connor shows up in the past. Huh. And it turns out Skynet turned him into a Terminator. Oh. Yeah. In fact, the only good thing about the film was Doctor Who. Matt Smith was in it. Oh, why? Because he plays Skynet. What? Yeah. Skynet? They hired Doctor Who to play Skynet. Sk- Skynet's in it? Yeah. Like Skynet becomes like a physical Terminator. That's at one point in the film. But that's not. And he like basically turns John Connor into a Terminator after. Like why replaces every every cell in his body with like a a nano robot version of it. But I thought Skynet would have been if, if that. But Skynet's smart enough to not do that. Why why would it humanize itself to like? It did it to survive uh, the final attack on it in the future. It just made itself into like one of the weakest things on Earth. It turned itself into a Terminator. But that's still, I mean, we had four movies of those things dying. <laughs> we, also, we also had four movies, five movies now of them stopping Skynet. So we need to come up with a different plot line for that film. They're like, there's so much we can work with. We can oh, uh, man. revisit the same tropes. Um, impressive film that I watched. Um, I really enjoyed it was Mission Impossible 5 actually oh yeah I went to go see it and I had a great time from start to finish I had some I heard some people say that they really didn't like it but I also heard a lot of people say it was fucking phenomenal it's phenomenal yeah it's phenomenal it, what's what's I, what I'm kind of like about that series is that just every every installment is better than the last because number one sucked number two <laughs> wasn't very good either remember when Limp number Bis- three is pretty good Limp Bizkit. Yeah, like number two I think and then number three is like number three is okay. It's 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 J.J. Abrams like first feature film. Oh really? Alias. Huh. Yeah, like first actual like foray into feature films. And number four was really good. And number five was like way back. I didn't even realize there was a number four. Yeah, it's the one that came out a couple of years ago where he hangs off the building in Dubai. Oh. Uh, and then I don't this one he that. actually hangs off the side of a plane. Oh. And they shot it. They shot it with him hanging off. Yeah, the side he of the does plane. his own stunts yeah it's I, cool. my thing with tom cruise is every time i see a trailer with him in it i'm like oh god another t- like tom cruise well and fuck, the genius thing they did though is because they showed that shot of him hanging off the plane in every preview yeah in every preview to the film so you're like oh okay so i'm waiting for this i'm gonna go see this and i wonder when this plane climax is gonna happen immediately it happened in the first like three minutes of the yeah film. <laughs> yeah so i was just like and what was great about that is because you didn't know what to expect after expect yeah. after that it was fun. Well, that's like the second one when, when he's hanging on the cliff. Yeah. That's right at the beginning. But it, I, I always see previews for Tom Cruise movies, and I'm like, fuck, it, Tom Cruise, whatever. And then I, I, I end up watching the movie at yeah. some point, and I'm like, oh, Tom Cruise was really good in that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, he's a good actor. I started watching. You can't watching. take it away from him. No matter how nutty and crazy people think he is, you can't take it away from him. Well, he quit Scientology. Did he? Yeah, I think so. Right, for good. his daughter. I hope so. I saw the Man from Uncle. It was okay. I still don't know what Could that have been is. Better. It's a it's a remake of the TV show from the '60s, where an American spy and a did we and talk a about spy. last last? Did we talk about get together? Um, the Kingsman 
We talked about it last time. Yeah, I still have to watch it. Okay, you haven't. Yeah, oh my god, no, dude, girl, <laughs> you haven't seen that yet? No, because I, I I was really busy like around the time that came out. Man, so. was that April that I watched that? Yeah, I thought that yeah, was it's like been out for a while, a few weeks ago. No, it's, it's been out for a while, <laughs> oh, man. Dude, watch that. What are you uh, doing seeing this other weird uncle movie? The, well, it was Guy Ritchie. Oh really? Yeah, it's one of his films. Like, huh. The guy did Sherlock and Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and and Snatch and Snatch, yeah. And uh, the real rock and roller. Yeah. It's a good so movie. The it was sequel good. I enjoyed it, and it had the guy from Superman in it. So I kind of was, it was kind of rooting for him because I don't want the Superman curse to go on forever. You know, <laughs> where like he can only play Superman. Yeah. Um, I also in, enjoyed uh, Pixels, and uh, that's got the worst ratings I've seen for a film. I just don't care about Adam Sandler movies. That's fair. I understand. I I think. I, I did stumble onto many... their set multiple times while it was being filmed, though. Yeah, well, it was filmed around the corner. It was filmed on University Avenue. Yeah, the entire uh, climax happens like on University they, Avenue. Um, and they they shut down Bay. Yeah, they did. A, they shut down a whole bunch um, near work. So we, on the way to the subway. Yeah, if days. you're from Toronto, it's obviously Toronto when you watch it. It's a yeah. lot of fun for you to yeah, be yeah. from Toronto watching it. But that wasn't the reason I liked the film. It was just I like Adam Sandler movies, like even the bad ones. Like I just I enjoy them. I I know what to expect from Adam Sandler like film. Jack and I don't Jill? expect too much. I watched Jack and Jill. It was okay. It was not it wasn't, okay. It was okay. That was he won. He won the the Razzie, the Razz, whatever yeah. he, for the male and female. I watched <laughs> uh, I watched Fifty First Dates like at the gym over like four or five gym sessions while I was like uh, on the uh, on the stationary bicycle. Yeah, and I was tearing up by the end of that film. Really? Because yeah, it's like it's so it's a it's an adorable film. What about Spanglish? I haven't watched that one. Is that a film that he actually made? Yeah. No, I, I feel like I like I watched The Cobbler recently. And that's the one where basically he puts on other people's you're, shoes. You ma- you've managed to them. find like Adam Sandler films that I've never even heard of. Well, The Cobbler got very limited release, and then it was almost released on uh, on instant streaming immediately when it came out in theaters. It was so I watched to, it on straight iTunes. to Disney DVD. It was almost straight to video. Um, and that one got, you know, one star reviews just like pixels did, but it's, it's like, you're only going to give it a one star review if you're expecting it to be more of an Adam Sandler film. And I feel like the critics are just really unfair. Like it's like, it's like they want to, they want something from Adam Sandler, but it's never going to be there. Right. Yeah, they I, they they want a they want a solid movie. They, I mean, he, he, they're rating. They're like, yeah, they're like, I enjoy movies. Um, I and I, 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 I thought it was at least. I'm not going to give it five stars. I thought it was at least three stars. I even, t- I actually even tweeted about it on our Twitter. I've done a couple tweets here and there. Oh, really? Most of them are just me complaining to the TTC about bad service. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> through through the cassette <laughs> works. Cassette works Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> And I and I always add. Um, lately, I've been adding John Tory to those ones. Oh boy! Just to see what he has to say. I haven't heard of a response, but I have noticed. Has that, anyone retweeted this uh, stuff? Yeah, they have actually. Oh wow! Oh yeah. And are we getting listeners from this? Dude, we get like five followers a day on Twitter. So oh really? I'm sure. The next time I post, you might get listeners from it. What are we I'm up to sure. now? Like fifteen. Maybe that's people? why the last time I put an episode up, even though we hadn't put anything up in four months, we had <laughs> listens immediately. So. Um, and I swear to God, I had my headphones on when I got on the street the other day. And I swear to God, the uh, streetcar driver was like, oh, "That's a going podcaster." <laughs> so, but I didn't really hear him, so I didn't respond. <laughs> so he probably didn't say that. Probably didn't say it, but I <laughs> thought he said it when I had my headphones on. When I was having a shower, that's the conversation that happened in my head. <laughs> Only just because I, I have a lot of problems with the five ten streetcar over here, 
And they they're making a lot of promises that they're not fulfilling. Earlier, you were talking about what a hassle it is to get up to Davisville, and it's <laughs> it's just so. For somebody who lives down here, because I have to take the streetcar and the subway. Yeah, it. You take. Um, yes, you, I know you're one of those lucky people that lives on the no, subway. No, line. listen, listen. I'm telling you because you're forgetting. I have to make the trip, right? I know. I have to come here. Where I you're know. all the way out of the way on a streetcar and well, a we have subway. The food. We have food up there too. We have a, we have a few vegan delis up there. Yeah, all right, at I'll Eglinton. All right, I'll come up. There's a fresh up there. I'll come up next week. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it you you take the college streetcar because it runs more frequently. Uh, over, no, no, no. I, I've lived off college for half of my adult life. Every and time. I leave. College streetcar is sometimes reliable and sometimes it's terrible. Every time I leave this place, I grab the college streetcar. I hop on it because it's almost always there. And um, it takes six minutes to get to College Station. I, I think that's because you're not taking it during rush hour, though. No, I, I do sometimes. In the, summer. in the winter, the college streetcar is terrible. It's That's when I started I taking it because I got pissed off at the Spadina one. <laughs> <laughs> all right well we'll see so, yeah. either way i wouldn't take because I, I would do streetcar subway subway i also I have the way, so i'll just do streetcar subway yeah because you go to college station then just go north but we'll probably just come from work so i'll just take subway yeah, <laughs> yeah. avengers was okay the, kind of, I've the second avengers yeah avengers 2 i didn't see Age it of ultron i watched both captain america movies though i love those movies first one was all right um second one was way better well, the second one was really good. Yeah. And I thought the first one would be hard to top. But they, they pulled off the second one because they pulled it off well as an espionage thriller. Yeah. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I know the second Avengers, I, I, I went out to see it. No, I enjoyed no, it. No spoilers because I haven't seen it. That's fine. I won't spoil it for you. But it doesn't stick in my mind anymore. Do they like avenge the summer things? has gone by. I think Mad Max came out too close at the same time. Ant-Man was better. Mission Impossible the Five. Ant Man was, was better than Avengers. Yeah, it was. Huh. Yeah, Ant Man was way more fun than Avengers. Huh. I almost went to go see Agent Forty Seven. I don't know. Uh, oh, Hitman. Hitman. But then I realized it was written by Skip Woods. I don't know who that is. It's also based he's on also, a video he's game. Written. Yeah, he wrote the first Hitman movie. Oh. Yeah, he also wrote Die Hard Five. Oh. He wrote the A Team. I didn't see that, but it's, I didn't want to see that. These are all movies I didn't even want to see. Yeah, he wrote. Uh, Wolverine Origins, the first one with the amnesia bullets. Oh, the movie was stupid. Yes. So I'm never going to see a Skip Woods film again. At oh. least I'm not going to spend money on it, especially after Die Hard Five, because like I don't know how a guy could ruin Die. Was Hard. that the one that was and like obvious that he's y- never seen Die Mother Hard Russia? Film. Yes. Uh. Yeah, I don't think he's a real person. Did they say Yippee motherfucker in the movie? Yeah, they do. Okay, they actually. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah. like PG or something. No, 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 no. It, it's it was rated R. Oh, good. Yeah, they went That's back good. to rated R. For that Did you see the, the? But it didn't look like it deserved the rated R. Trust me. Su- superhero, superhero movies, comic book movies. Did you see the Deadpool trailer? Yeah. That looks. It looks really. That good. looks phenomenal. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And I kind of love the fact that it's still Ryan Reynolds playing him, even though. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it's cool that they've ended up just hiring the same actor from the Wolverine's origin film. Well, he that Skip Woods wrote. He um had a huge hand in the making of that film. He like nothing went into that movie unless he approved it. Yeah, yeah. So that's because he's such a big star now. I think he was able to kind of like turn it into his little baby. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's okay. Ryan Reynolds is growing on me. I used to hate him as an actor. Oh, really? Yeah. I always used to confuse Dane Cook and him. So <laughs> They're pretty th- similar. That's w- well, I mean, Ryan Reynolds is a lot funnier than Dane Cook. Yeah, yeah. I actually, the first movie of his that I watched that I that I, I really was like, oh, he's not too bad, is um, the movie where he spends the entire time in a coffin. I don't know what that is. I can't remember the name of the film. Is it Let me called bring it up. Suffocating? No, but he plays somebody who's buried alive. Is like it called Buried Alive? Yeah, the first movie that I saw Ryan Reynolds in that I was like, oh, he's not too bad, was Buried. Oh. And I think I actually went to the theater to see that film. You know what the best movie in... Uh, but he pulled off being in a coffin for the entire film. Although I thought his character was a little stupid. I thought he overreacted way too much. And because of that, he didn't help himself as well as he could. The The only true way to get out of a coffin that's been buried is by learning Kung Fu in the mountains and punching your way out. Like in Kill Bill 2. Yeah. It's the only way. You have to do the one-inch punch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did it very lightly. Ow. I just tapped you, Sean. Shattered my forearm. That's not Jurassic World. I didn't see it. I should have. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Another what? one that could have been better. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, but could have been better. There's a lot of mediocre reboots. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jurassic World, I wouldn't say it was mediocre. And it wasn't a reboot. It was a sequel. Yeah, it's true. It um, Was it above average? Yeah. It was, it was at least a little bit above average. Okay. Mostly because it had... Um, Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If it wasn't for Chris Pat, it would have been a fucking... Abomination. Uh, yes. Yeah. Like the dinosaur in it. <laughs> okay, food. I don't I don't really like food anymore. Or should we use Jurassic World as a segue into Dinosaur of the Week? Remember well... we used to do that? Yeah, that would be smooth, but let's talk about food just to fuck that up. <laughs> uh, let's just do the Dinosaur of the Week. The Dinosaur Bye. of the Week is the Rain Lizard. Lame. The rain lizard dinosaur makes its debut. This is from news24.com slash green slash news slash rain. I, I just want to point out. I just want to make its debut. I just want to point out that the top of this webpage says news24 breaking news first. All right. Let's tell us about the breaking news of the rain lizard. dinosaur. Jenny Evans from Johannesburg. A new species <laughs> of dinosaur. The rain lizard has made its debut in the growing catalog of exciting, exciting. Fossil You're not reading this whole thing, are you? It's long. Did I'll you finish it. did you just... read it first? No. No, you didn't. The main character <laughs> characteristic. The main The main characteristic of the rain lizard or Pulanisora Ecolum. I don't know if I pronounced that That's right. That's fine. An ancestor of the enormous Brontosaurus, which is a dinosaur again, by the way. Again, it, it was like it was taken away and it was given back. Like has Plethem the that Pluto it would have yet? Spent its time. On, fuck it. The dinosaur of the week this week is Rain Lizard. <laughs> it's got a long Google neck it. and a big body. Yeah. The end. The end. <laughs> it looks like a Brachiosaurus or a Brontosaurus, which when I was a kid wasn't a dinosaur, but now it's a dinosaur again. Is a uh, Pluto but a Google planet it. again? Did I we got lazy it? with the dinosaur of the week this week and just googled dinosaur. Just, and that's what came the up. word dinosaur. Yeah, you got it. You got it here. The most recently discovered dinosaur. You got it here, second, folks. Breaking news: the rain lizard is a thing. Let's talk about food. Okay. Yeah. Um, Did we talk about the Italian sandwiches? No, we went to California sandwiches before. We went to California for sandwiches. All the way to California, California sandwiches. All the way to sunny California, Uh, Toronto institution. I've been there numerous times. 
in my adult life. I've been there zero times. I've been there one time now. It's your first time, yeah. right? We did talk about it, though. No, we, remember we talked about it amongst ourselves. Yeah, we did, because we talked about veal. It um it was really, really, really good. Very, very, very much enjoyed it. Big, big ass um, Italian sandwiches that are making me tired now. <sighs> um, They're all over Toronto now, aren't they? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, go to eatcalifornia.com. They were established in 1967. I don't know if it's true, but oh, the, the, the story... Pardon? <laughs> that's the year I was born. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Prove me wrong. Because you're younger than me, and I was born in 1981. You don't know that. There's 11 locations of Italian. Oh wow, of, that doesn't uh, feel. I feel like of California sandwiches. We went to the original. We went to the original. Yeah, it looks like the original. Yeah. Oh my god, it's just sure. like it's just like a, an old room with a counter in another smaller it's room. If you, took, if you took your living room and turned it into a place where people eat. Yeah. And then you made your kitchen a place where you made sandwiches. Um, it's awesome. Kiss, I love it. Kiss Pinball. Yeah, and there's Pinball in there, too. Kiss Pinball. Kiss Pinball, and then there was a whitewater rafting pinball. So it's at 244 Claremont Street. In Little Italy. It's kind of wedged between Little Italy and Little Portugal. Though. Little Italy. Yeah, so it's kind of, it's a bit closer to Dundas, so it's easier if you uh, it's a really fun, go up Claremont from Dundas. It's a really fun thing to say, eh? Little Italy. Little Italy. Little Italy. It's like it's like somebody drunkenly saying literally. I had the eggplant sandwich. It was delicious. I literally had the veal sandwich. Yeah, I heard. I heard that, and it's probably not true. Maybe it's um, an urban legend. Urban legend. It may be an urban legend, but I heard California sandwiches was started by a lady who divorced who divorced her husband. Divorced. Started by a lady who divorced her husband. I guess it's Jersey style. And he was like a deadbeat husband. Yeah. And when she divorced him, he was like, you're nothing without me. You're nothing. You're going to be able to do nothing. You're a failure. Shut up, Ricky. You got your grease in your hair. nothing you without got, me. You got nothing and going for you. And she went and started California Sandwiches. I'm going to stop making later. sandwiches for all, the, bazillionaire. for all the boys. And I'm going to fuck all your friends, too. Fuck you. I don't know if that's the, if that's the true story, but that's the story that's been told to me that, that was the by other people in Toronto. From it. So that's California Sandwiches. The original is on 244 Claremont. You can Google the rest. They're all over. There's some on Young Street now. No, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Buddhist, another vegan vegetarian favorite. Is that? Yeah. We that's right. There. I get the uh, veggie duck. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really good. Um, you just dip it in some hot sauce and eat it on its own. I usually bring it to Trinity Bellwoods or something. Like if I'm just kind of like looking for a snack. I'm imagining, chill, like, I'm imagining like on one of those like Hill. romantic picnics where you lay out your blanket and then, like, you just lay no, out your styrofoam. It was usually, when I was a sad, lonely your, single man, your your styrofoam container filled with like tofu duck. Yeah. And you're just like, you're the only person that loves me, and just like sit and like eat it romantically. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I eat it romantically <laughs> by myself. And then an Maybe actual sometimes. an actual girl comes up to like, can I have some? And you're like, get the fuck away from my duck. She's like, that's not duck, that's tofu. And you're like, why'd your voice change? <laughs> Sora. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal Ethiopian food. Yeah. Where is this place? Uh, Danforth and Greenwood. Greenwood. Okay. East End. Um, the platters are fantastic. We'll have to go there. You'll like the veggie stuff they have. Um, I tried probably 10 different things there. 
and everyone was better than the last. Really, really, really good food. Okay. Now, I've never been a big Ethiopian food fan. Do you think it would what? change my perspective on it? Why don't you like Ethiopian food? I really just think that the bread that comes with it tastes like a sponge and you're required to dip it in everything. And jar- you use it to pick the food up. Yeah. Um, I just don't like the bread. And then it just kind of ruins the rest of the experience for me. Injara is what makes the experience. It, it, did you have shitty injara? I don't know. But I, I know that the was restaurant it? I went to was very highly rated. Which one was it? It was like a veggie Ethiopian place at Ossington and Bloor. Um, Nazareth? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, apparently, Sora is much better than Nazareth. Okay. Um, the person, one of the people I went to, with went to Nazareth. Yeah. Um said they hated the injara at nazareth um they tried this stuff here it was a lot um it was lighter Uh it wasn't as vinegary and all of the other food was um just really good but that that was their complaint about nazareth was they didn't like the injara but they really they really liked it at sora Okay, then I will. So I think I think we'll go to Sora sometime, or I'll take the wife there. We're always looking for different places to go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I finally went to Pantsers. Right. I got the vegan options. Delicious. You got kishka and latkes. Yeah, I got kishka and latkes, and they even have like a vegan gravy. Yeah. That's uh. Was the vegan gravy good? Yeah. Homemade. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! I'm assuming it could have been from a packet for all I know, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I've never had latkes that good in my life. Oh, yeah. yeah that the, was good. I wish you ate corned beef because, oh, I my don't. God. But they should do, like, a corn tofu or something. I don't Maybe think, one day. Maybe. <laughs> uh, my big summer go-to this summer has been Alanka's Snack Bar. They're all over Toronto all of a sudden. Huh. There's one on Queen Street. There's one in Kensington Market. I know I hear there's one in Mississauga. They're kind of around everywhere. They have a huge selection of vegan and non-vegan ice creams. Huh. Cool. Yeah, they have um, even vegan cat claws and stuff. They have uh, coconut ice creams? Yeah, mostly coconut. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I think it's shipped to them from somebody that makes them too. We asked them if it was the Screaming Brothers. The no, stuff is it fantastic. Wasn't, but it's made by someone else. Cool. Uh, there's also another vegan dessert place on Augusta that just opened up called Cosmo. Okay. Cosmo's Desserts or something like that. Check that out. It's across from the park. I have a picture on my phone they of a cake. A ve- they do a vegan banana split. My my sister made me a cake the other day for my birthday. Cool. And it um it's basically just a giant pile of brownies drizzled with peanut butter on a hard chocolate shell that's encasing cheesecake. Not vegan. Not even a little bit. No. Not that's even okay. a little bit. Do um, they do they make vegan cheesecake? Oh yeah. Is it good? Oh yeah. What do they use? Uh soy. Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, you kind of use like a soft tofu or something. Right. Yeah, they're, they're, I once ate an entire um, vegan chocolate cheesecake from Sweets from the Earth to myself. <laughs> Did you shit your pants? You every everything you every time you eat an entire something, you end up shitting your pants. <laughs> you end up actually shitting. Your I didn't pants. poop my pants, but. It, I, I did feel a little sick after because I ate an entire <laughs> cheesecake to myself. It was like uh, maybe a dozen servings, right? Uh, so all in me, all at once. And there's probably like 2,000 calories all at once of just vegan cheesecake, vegan cho- chocolate cheesecake. I guess another thing that happened in Toronto over the summer was Pan Am Games. I didn't make it out to any of the sporting events. I really meant to go out to some of the Parapam ones at least, I, uh, um, but I was just too busy with work. I also did not go to any of those yeah. Did games. you know, and it's probably a little passe now to criticize it because they've been declaring it a success in the media, but did you know anything about them? 
the Pan Am Games. Yeah, I know that some of the events act as Olympic qualifiers. Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, like, did you ever have any information at your ready? I just feel like they really failed no. at engaging people that lived actually in the city. I think it was all on television, all on the radio. Yeah, I, I. My simple point is, the torch came through Kensington Market, and nobody knew in Kensington that it was coming through Kensington huh. Market. Like to me, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and for the price of two and a half billion dollars, I think they could have had an information center and uh, and a uh, place to buy tickets in every neighborhood in this city. Yeah. Yeah, they could have easily rented a storefront for four months, and then when I was that way, when I was walking the dog, I could walk in and buy tickets. It wouldn't be an afterthought. I wouldn't have to go all all, all the way down to city hall or. I thought you could just a, buy them via an app. There was yeah, but apparently it didn't work. Oh really? A lot of people complained about it. Huh. So I think if we ever do another event like that, they need to put some sort of in like a, as long as an empty storefront in every neighborhood, they need to rent it, put a couple people in there. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be spending two and a half billion dollars on something, some more people might as well get jobs. Or you, you don't even have just to make rent it an easy place for me to be able to walk by while I'm walking the dog or something. You don't even have to rent an empty storefront. You can just um, trucks, food like Pan Am trucks. Or just like existing, food. existing storefronts, rest yeah. like restaurants, convenience stores. They sell TTC passes. Why not tickets? Tickets. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. there's a way they could do it. So yeah, that's so that's my biggest complaint about it because I probably would have gone to some of the events if the games seemed that way. I would have gone to the murder ball games. I don't think that was an event. Yeah, well, it um, was it wheelchair what is it? basketball. Oh, is that what it's called, murder ball or wheelchair rugby? I'm sure they had a few of the different Yeah, no, they that that was like one of the big uh pair of But is that actually the name of the sport? I, uh yeah, there's actually uh there was a documentary about it called Murder Ball. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. The original name for wheel, wheelchair rugby was Murder Ball and then got changed to wheelchair rugby. <laughs> Cuz Murder Ball sounds ridiculous. I like Murder Ball better. Yeah. And sometimes we just don't need the world to be that politically correct. Yeah. And it's just like the Washington Bullets. The basketball team, yeah, they now call the Washington Wizards. Really? Like, well, I mean, bullet doesn't necessarily have to mean like I know maybe because Washington what and a, D.C. had a lot of gun violence. What about the Redskins? Well, that's a whole other story. <laughs> or the Cleveland Indians? Yeah, yeah. So that's about it. My favorite find of the summer, I stopped at. I guess what's a bit of a Toronto institution, the Toronto Barber and Beauty Supply. Is that the place beside 100. Terminal? Yeah, behind uh, yeah. the Terminal Barber at 100 Dundas Street West, and I picked up a uh, a Kent comb. Okay. They're handmade. Uh, I think I think they're wooden, or they might be some sort of composite. They they say handmade and saw cut. I don't want to wear hats anymore. Really? I wear <laughs> hats all the time, and I've never had like. Do you have the comb the, here I right combed, now? It's in my bag. I picked up one of these combs on a whim. Expensive. It's like sixteen bucks. Yep. For the comb, normally I just get free combs from the barbershop. Yeah. I'll never go back to just a cheap plastic comb. Oh again. really? No, this thing was unbelievable. Huh. Absolutely unbelievable. So that's Kent Comb, uh, Kent's finest, kentbrushes.com. Sweet. So pick up a comb or go by the uh, Toronto Barber Beauty Supply at uh, 100 Dundas Street West, Toronto, Ontario, at uh, Bay and Dundas. Um, they have a huge selection of them on the far wall, on the north wall. My favorite. Yeah, I got a really um, cool one that folds in on itself. Did they have any Diddy Combs there? I don't know what that. Oh, no. Well, they probably have Diddy Combs. In the store somewhere. I don't know if Kent makes one. I didn't see. They they didn't have a, a Sean. You're talking about like an Afro comb, right? Did, uh, I'm talking about the wrapper. 
Well, I was Sean more thinking the P big comb P that you P stick in your... P. Diddy combs. The big comb that you stick in your afro. Google P. Diddy and look at his name. I don't know. I'm not that down with things. Yeah. I haven't even gotten to see the N.W.A. movie. Oh, my God. There was a, a video online of... um. It, it was a bunch of news anchors. These people have been making combs since 1777. I'm, i got to look up a clip for you. We'll describe what it is in a second. I just looked on their website. They do not have an Afro comb. Oh, I don't actually In their handmade care. selection. They might have other types of combs. Okay, watch this. And they zoom in on the black guy? <laughs> oh, oh my god. losing it. the only person laughing. He is biting his tongue. Oh my god. For anyone that knows what NWO actually stands for. Bleep with attitude. Definitely one of my favorite videos in the past little while. <laughs> It's like, you know the cameraman knew too, though, right? Yeah. That's why he zoomed in. I think they all knew except that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, God, nerdy white people. Yeah. Oh. All right. We, we that the is here? Dialogue, Doubles, and Coffee, episode nine. Episode nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Uh, so we're going to be getting back into this. We'll be recording an episode every week, sometimes DDC. We'll probably be recording some new Who Cares Are we soon? done the stupid season of Doctor Who? Yes. Oh, God damn it. No, we're not. <laughs> we'll see. Anyways, this I is Dialogue, like Doubles, and Coffee. I'm Sean. And I am Stacy. Have, and... a, have a good bite. You... Oh, that's Saran Wrap. Did you finish all your coffee this time? Oh, not no, quite. you got cold coffee. Got... Nice cold coffee right here. I'm I'm done. <coughs> I'm out right here. <coughs> <coughs> Your hosts have been fueled by Moon Bean Coffee, 30 St. Andrew Street, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, in historic Kensington Market. Where doubles are also available at Golden Patty, 187 Baldwin Street, Toronto, Ontario.
This has been a Cassette Works production.